Start and end your day with the good news. The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Hello, Angie Austin here, along with the good news gals, Cindy, Beatrice, Michelle, Donna, Jennifer, Monique, producer Dave, and my mom as well. Mom's just kind of hanging out, listening in. She's been coming in since she's uh, staying with us this summer, and uh, we're having such a nice summer with the kids and all the fun, but uh, we've been on a serious topic this week. We've been talking about people who are hurting Uh, We talked uh, yesterday about uh, a bullied teenager here in the Denver metro area, helped out by two police officers who responded when another teen burned him with glue, with hot glue. And this teen, the bullied teen, didn't want to go on anymore. And these two cops literally changed his life. They became big sisters to him, and it's been life-changing. And so, Dave, you said you've got another story. And again, just, um, you know, us being aware that there are people in our world that we don't realize how badly they're hurting. And suicide has been become something that is a lot more common. And the rates have gone up as much as 30% in some states in the past decade or so. Um, I was recently going over the stats of different states and the suicide rates. And some of the increases are pretty mind-blowing. Right. This is, uh, I mean, this guy just needed help but anyway we were talking about all the different things and all the different signs to see before suicide however a lot of times we overlook about the effects of what happens after to the family to all these things and that's what this this teen um she's been doing this for a long time but um her dad died on flag day and I wanted what you just said about we overlook the after effects. One of my friends who's uh, well known in the community, her husband was a restaurateur and he did a lot of philanthropy, a lot of volunteer work. His name was Noel. Do you remember Noel? He owned strings. Yeah, so Noel took his life and his wife who was left behind said what they don't realize is that every problem that they had that made them so depressed, no matter what it was, whether it's financial or relationships or whatever it is, they leave that behind for their widow and more because then there's the pain of them discovering them as well. So all the problems they left behind, they leave for someone else. And so it's a very dark place for the survivors to be left behind in. Right. And there's all these, there's lots of different ways that people go through to kind of overcome that grief and overcome that pain and how to, how do you honor this person that you love that they'd made this decision that you don't agree with and all these things. Um, anyway, this little girl, her, her father, after it'll explain in the story what had happened, but um, after he had died on Flag Day, she decided every Flag Day she's going to start giving out flags to everybody who came by her house, and it has turned into this really big deal for this town. Less somber than Memorial Day, less exuberant than Independence Day. Flag Day. Flag Day can use a friend like Sydney Dutton. Big, big day. <laughs> Not even an official federal holiday. Uh, these are the flags that we're going to give to people. But Sydney's favorite day. Happy flag day. Thank you very much. Turn down Manorbrook Drive in Rochester, and Sydney Dutton will flag you down. Happy flag day. Sydney has been at this. Happy flag day. Since she was eight years old. Happy flag day. Old glory and a chip off the old block. It's a memory of her dad. Lisa La Liberty yeah. is Sydney's mom. Most of the t-shirts had a flag on it. That's just kind of was his thing. The flag he flew at home 
and the flag David Dutton wore on his chest to work. Yeah, that was his life, was being a police officer. But when Lisa's husband was forced into early retirement by an on-the-job injury. He really struggled. The depression that followed proved too deep. David died 2010, June 14th, Flag Day. She was six at the time. She was a daddy's girl. A daddy's girl who knew exactly what to do. We were actually in the car. And she just says, can we hand out flags on flag day on the day that daddy died? Happy flag day. All right, we'll just buy a few flags and just Happy flag day. run around the neighborhood, I guess. You want a flag? There you go. Little did they know <laughs> how their neighborhood would grow. Happy flag day. Seven years. Happy flag day. And Sydney's still at it. Her big heart has made this day a lot easier. And no longer just with flags. I said, if you want to bring guys here and people over to lunchtime, let's feed them. That's Mark, Sydney's stepfather. Looks pretty good. Who smoked 67 pounds of pulled pork. Happy flag day. And that's Jim Crawford, who heads a group helping injured police officers, for whom Sydney has raised through donations more than $9,000. The personality that she has you know, is just infectious. A check for $750 for you. Thank you. I think it reminds her how good of a cop her dad was. I could just picture him smiling and, and laughing and saying, great job, Sid. Sydney Dutton making a tough day for her family. Okay. You're the best. Red, white. Happy flag day. And a little less. Get a hug. Blue. Thank you. Oh, what a great kid. So I thought that was a really cool story just because of the things we've been talking about all week. And it was kind of like we, we send a focus on what happens before and what we could have done and how we could have changed it, even though we can't at all. And then now uh, I like to talk about how people overcome this grief and what they do to get past it. I love that story. And I can completely relate to her, um, you know, not on the father passing part, but using that um, day to overcome your grief. So uh, for me, um, when they got divorced a few years ago, Andy had moved out in like October, and I'd pretty much spent two months crying and not leaving the house except to pick up my kids. And I had this one really good friend who kept checking on me, kept checking on me, and one day she's like, so me and my kids are coming over and I'm gonna bring all these Christmas decorations and we're just gonna make stuff. We're gonna have a craft day together, that's what we're doing. And she brought her kids over and we made stuff and relaxed all evening. And um, it, she really cheered me up. I really hadn't spent any time laughing or talking with anybody. And from that day on, like I think we're on year four or five, I have this big Christmas party, craft party. With glitter. With glitter. <laughs> no more glitter in the future, the glitter's banned. The glitter band. But we do that, we do that every year and now it's like a happy memory not a sad yeah, thing i went to your last one yes and i laugh because <laughs> you had um like kind of jokingly cuffed your son up the, on uh, the head like a month later and glitter came out of his hair <laughs> and i 
I had glitter. Are you laughing? You're laughing. <laughs> I forgot about that. I'm like, what? Yeah. Yes, yeah. And I had, my cat head. had glitter in it. And then uh, we had these ornaments where my kids had taken entire containers of glitter and poured them into balls. So I had glass balls full of glitter in my living room. And my husband is like, there is glitter on the hardwood floors. There's glitter in the sink. There's glitter all over the living room carpet. And I am laughing and I'm sending you pictures of my house, my house, miles away from your house, covered in glitter that came from your house. The gift that keeps yeah, on giving. It is the gift that <laughs> yeah, that yeah, glitter yeah, yeah. was everywhere. The gift glitter. that keeps it, on giving. I mean, we did literally, it's six months now, and finally I'm getting the glitter out of the house. That's really funny. But the way I see it, if everybody's kids could tear up my house, why don't I let them tear up your house too? (laughs) Right. And remember, there were like some kids that were like five, and they were going like hog wild with the glitter. Exactly. So I went and I went back to their mom and I said, (laughs) I think your kids need some assistance with the glitter, you know, and the glitter glue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was insane. You Never. never let, if you're under. Five and under for sure, maybe six and under, possibly seven and under, should not be left unaccompanied with glitter. No, <laughs> I, I might have to move the craft table into the garage next year because yes, it a is good big. Because I can't handle that again. That was too much. <laughs> but we all want a potty because you know if the if they come in, there's a bathroom still, right by the garage, so they're good. They I don't have still to have the pine cones you have to gather <laughs> with glitter. Yes. <laughs> Listen, not only glitter, but I remember the first year that my grandmother had us and Christmas time came around and she was like, we're going to have a real Christmas tree. It took us six months to get rid of all those pine needles. Oh, yeah. That's they were everywhere. That's oh, I believe it. Yeah, because so few of us have real Christmas trees anymore. Anybody? I will never have a real Christmas no, tree. I had one once and was like, I don't need to do that. It smelled great, no. but I don't need to do that. No. And hey, the new ones, by the way, because we used to spend like hours like in who's got a g anybody have a g anybody have a g we need an h that is not an h and like teaching the kids how to fluff each one up and and an h remember mom and all the different colors so this year we got a new one it goes up like an umbrella with all the lights on it that's what i have my husband is like why didn't we get one of these before i'm like because of the experience we would have together finding all the different letters and trying to fluff them all up and get them in the right spot and stringing all the lights i mean now it goes up like an umbrella yeah, they're pretty easy now. It's almost no. like a tent, like a camping tent. Yes. Just pop, Boop. lights are on. All you got to do is put some decorations. Decorations on it. But my husband tried this year. He's like, instead of us putting all those ornaments on, I went and bought this thing where oh, I've seen that. the tree, I'm like, Andre, you drop that it on. is lazy. <laughs> now, I, I said, okay, with the pop-up tree, but we can at least take the time to put the ornaments right. on. So how does this thing work? So you just put the, you leave the tree decorated and you just put the cover over it. Oh. And I'm like, so now where are oh, we wow. going to, I'm like, so now we, where we where are we going to put it? He's like, we could just push it in the corner until Christmas. I'm like, no, we are not. Christmas all year. Now that is a dude way of thinking too, because he's like tall and you know, he's had to get up on a ladder. And so now he's like, cover it up and push it in the corner and like put like a painting in front of it. Or something. That is so funny. Move the couch and move a couch in front of it so nobody knows what it is i know so, people that leave them up all year and they decorate it with different decorations i've for heard the of different that holiday. I, I think that's kind of cute nah, like valentine's no. day and Easter. 
No, I leave Christmas at Christmas. I like it that that Yeah, but you love Christmas. But so we, when I moved into my house, the owners, uh, they sold us uh, this Christmas tree that's like 13 feet high. It's huge and it's slim and it fits perfectly in this this window. Mm -hmm. So it comes in three pieces. So the year my ex-husband moved out, like he's seven feet tall. So he didn't (laughs) have no problem putting that third piece (laughs) on there. And I struggled. So I broke the third piece and it was tilted over to the side, kind of like a... Like a hat, like to the side a little. And so that first Christmas party and the second one, we were calling it the Tilted Tree Party because Mm. my, my, (laughs) we said my tree had a gangster lean (laughs) because. Oh my God, because she couldn't get oh, I couldn't, and I left it like that. I, and I leave it like that, and now it it's funny. It's got a good story. Yes, mm. right, right. Mm. So when you get remarried, you got to find a tall, really tall guy to put your tree up. Yes, I got a yeah. He has a tall shorter guy. tree. <laughs> no, it's, no, a big, no, it's a really big window. I got to fill no, I got to fill, fill that. Yeah, she has to have a tall tree and a tall man. And a tall so, man. Yeah, yeah. right. They like kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. It's like, an, it's like an accessory. Right. Like, you know, like how they have a big purse to slim you out. I need yeah. a tall man to make Yeah, and when, when I asked her once, like, oh, what kind of, you know, um, guy would you want to be set up with? And she said, tall. And I was like, well, if her ex-husband's seven one, it doesn't leave me like mm. a big pool to choose <laughs> Yeah, from. I was going to like, <laughs> no, although I saw this this guy, you know, he I was kind of going on out, and he was so tall. Like, you, I could feel somebody like Yeah, looming coming. over you, yeah. But I didn't expect him to be that tall. And I was so embarrassed because I was like, <laughs> I was looking up at him like, when is he gonna stop? So there are some out there, Michelle. There are, but they're not very. They're not very many. My my friends know, you know, what I like, and so if they saw a dude back before I was, you know, met somebody, if they saw a tall man out, they'd send me pictures. Be like, right, I saw this yeah, tall guy yeah. They store. just take random photos. Can I take your photos, sir? Because I have a friend that <laughs> give him my like business to, card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. And, and the funniest thing is, is that I didn't realize really. I, I, I guess when I didn't realize how much shorter I was than my husband, kind of, and I still don't to some degree. And then, you know, because I'm around five feet and he's six, six, when I see a picture of us or something, or I see my mom stand next to him and I say how ridiculous she looks next to him, I realize that's me. And sometimes I'll see people, I'll see people staring at us wondering like, oh my gosh, look at that tall guy. Is that his wife? That We're like the letter like B or something. You know what I mean? Like, cause it's like this stick and this little rounder lady right. next to him. Yeah. Lowercase it's B. like, yeah, lowercase B. Yeah, that is yeah. too funny. And so, uh, or like the number 10, no, it was, it's the letter B. It's the small. Be. And so I think to myself, like, I maybe that's why people are staring at us, you know, because there's such a height difference. But I think I think I because I have a big personality that I'm bigger than I am. You I are. Think so and, too. and then I, I forget, like, and then I, I see a picture or someone look at us and I realize that we look kind of goofy. And then I'm like, OK, I can never weigh more than I weigh now because I can't be. We really <laughs> I can't don't. be the bee. I can't no, be the bee. No, if I'm like the rounder part of the bee and he's still a pencil with hair, like it's so wrong on so many levels. Like I just, and, like, and People would stare harder. They yeah. would. Right, right, but right. This is like my when I was thing. pregnant, we were like the number 10. Yes. Yeah, it was not good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, this uh, is my thing. This is what I always wonder because I wonder, like, women with, like, just say Shawnee O'Neill. She's my height. Five seven. She was married to Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He is like seven. He's Andy. Uh, he's type, like right? seven. Yeah. So I always wonder when it's like that. Like Michelle. Like, did you have to jump up to kiss? Her? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the I only wore my reason. wedges, girl. I wore my wedges. <laughs> that's the only reason. Like I stare sometimes, but I'm like, I always ask Andre. I'm like, how does she kiss him? Because Andre's six two. I'm five seven. And when I don't have my shoes on, I have to stand on my tippy toes and stretch yeah. my neck. Like sometimes. It, 
they do something. They they lean over to kiss you, Monique. Yeah, they lean over quite a bit. How do you do this, Angie? How do you do this? Hence hence the back problems. So funny. No, that's what I always wonder. And I I think that's why people are staring. I did have to go to like one of those dancer stores to get shoes when we got married. (laughs) You know, to get like those Mm -hmm. really like six feet, you know, tall, six inch tall shoes or whatever. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Well, I best wedding. It was. It was. It was nice, wasn't it? It Was at a castle. Oh, yeah, the Cherokee Ranch and Castle outside of Denver. Hmm. Yeah, so pretty Mm -hmm. there. It was really pretty. I don't feel. I mean, I'm five nine, and I've never felt tall because I played volleyball growing up and in college and all my teammates were taller than me than my ex-husband was taller than me my, my kids yeah. one of my kids is taller than me and the others are coming for me um she's six six right yes, your daughter yeah. 14 and six six so i never feel tall so i went to this listing appointment the other day and i i had these wedge shoes on and i took them off and i'm talking and the lady's really petite and it, it all went well and I, I felt taller than her but then when i was getting ready to leave i put my shoes back on and all of a sudden i was like good lord i'm like looking so far down at you this is really uncomfortable that's how you are with me when you have your heels on (laughs) seriously yeah you forget that um yeah i mean that i I guess i am taller than average i think that's the beautiful thing that god makes us i I talk to my girls about that and my kids you know about that because i've got one kid that's short like i am and the other two are taller and that makes them faster at swimming and other things but i'm like you know it's cool because God makes you perfectly imperfect really right I mean mm-hmm. like we think but with the way that God makes you and we talked about fingerprints how each one's different and that how special that is that God mm-hmm. makes your fingerprints unlike anyone else in the world and how special that makes you that only you have those fingerprints and that you as a person God does all these different things you have different colored eyes different colored hair different heights etc and what a interesting world it makes you know the world how boring it would be if we all looked alike Mm -hmm. absolutely you know us vertically challenged people like angie and myself (laughs) and your husband yes yeah because women don't like uh, tall women do not like it that i wasted a tall man oh Cause they're like, sorry, but I know what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, they're like, you could have dated anyone. Like, the guy could have been five feet tall and even so taller unfair. than you. Right. Like, why did you waste a tall guy? Like, you didn't need a tall guy. Like, why did you have to take one of the tall guys? I feel for them. That's how my daughter feels. <laughs> she, feels oh. she feels big, big, tall dudes with tiny chicks. Maybe, She's like, how dare they? Yeah, take maybe Riley will be That's tall. So it's like yeah. taking the exit row. Short people in the exit row. Yeah. Andy's ready to right. fight when he sees right, short people right. in the exit row. <laughs> Sit in the why exit are you row. Wasting that row? Never How dare you! How dare you! Go ahead, Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Why are you wasting that yeah, row? I would never sit in the exit row because I I know. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm saving it. that for those yeah, times. Yeah, right? yeah, I feel right. guilty sitting in there myself. I'm like, if my yeah. ex-husband was here, he would kill me. Oh gosh! Oh, <laughs> we, so done. much. Fun. Yes, no, but I didn't even think about taller women saying yeah. you've wasted. Yeah. Yeah, why'd you waste that, that tall either. guy? Yeah, yeah. I've had some tall friends say that. Like, really? Why did you need to take Mark? Like, why didn't you? <laughs> There's you so don't hard need to find. a tall guy. Yeah, there are. How many six foot six guys are there? You didn't need one of those. You're like barely five feet tall. You could you could date that guy that's five one. He'd be fine. He'd be happy to have someone shorter than he is if he was five <laughs> it's true. one. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah. I mean, you guys have you well, know, all you short guys they a look long at, time, and they and all short guys used to look at me too. Like, oh, hey, there's one. <laughs> I got I her. I could have been. Well, it's amazing when you st- you know when you start <laughs> when you're out there in the world dating again after being with a basketball player. <laughs> you just true, Beatrice. Some guy is like he'd have his eyes on me, like I'm so much that. taller than you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and Angie, were you like were you like uh uh-uh. uh? <laughs> My daughter, uh, 
not being around, but one? she, Alicia, yeah. she's like oh. five ten okay. and a half, yeah. five eleven, and how old and is she? she? She is seventeen, and she's always like, "There's this young guy at Chick Fil A who's short." And she's always, every time we're going, I'm like, Alicia, he likes you. She's like, no, mama, no, no. Do you see how tall he is? That's me. No, I don't play that. Nope. No, mama, no. Oh, you guys are cracking me up. This is hilarious. Well, we're just trying to find some joy in the good news today. Mm -mm. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll be right back with more. The good news of Jesus for you in High Definition Radio and streaming at 670kltt.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. All right, I have Melissa. She's an ambassador with ARC. You know I love ARC. I get great deals there, but the money goes back to the community and helps so many people. Melissa, tell me about ARC. ARC is just an amazing foundation who helps people with intellectual disabilities, and it's just amazing. I love working there. I've worked there for almost five years. Well, and I feel like there's a family environment there. Now, when I shop at ARC, we always say shopping with a purpose. So let's say I spend $10 at ARC, but how does it help other people? When you buy stuff at the ARC, it helps people with intellectual disabilities. It helps the community. I like working at the ARC thrift store. It's really fun. So well, I think you have such a fantastic personality. I think one of the best things about ARC are the ambassadors like yourself because I think you guys are the heart of the organization and I find so much positivity and encouragement and I want ARC to come to my house with a truck. What do I call? You call 303-238-JANE. Again, the number is 303-238-JANE. The website is arcthrift.org. Again, it's arcthrift.org. You rock, Melissa. Thank you for coming in to talk to me about art. There is so much fun stuff to do at YMCA of the Rockies this summer. You're never going to want to leave. Come fill your days and nights with our exciting programs and entertaining activities. This year at the YMCA Essence Park Center, there is something for everybody at our brand new Boone Family Mountain Center. The Mountain Center has a two-story climbing wall, a bouldering area, a totally revamped gear shop, and serves as the stepping off point for all of the guided hikes, bike trails, fly fishing tours, and our exciting zip line. YMCA Essence Park is surrounded on three sides by Rocky Mountain National Park, and it's the ideal family vacation located in a stunning environment that helps build healthy minds, bodies, and spirits for all. At YMCA of the Rockies, we love to provide real bonding experiences for families of all sizes. Go to ymcarockies.org. Fill your summer with fun, exciting, and affordable family adventures at YMCA of the Rockies. Go to ymcarockies.org to book your stay today. Hi, it's Angie. Thanks so much for listening to the good news. If you like the good news program, and you'd like to support us, we need to partner up with businesses to keep this show going. I'd really like to keep it on the air and I need advertisers in order to do that. And I'd love to partner with you and help you build your business or your website. Maybe you're a nonprofit and you'd like to do an interview and you'd like to donate to us so that we can help you get donations as well. AngieAustinRadio.com, AngieAustinRadio.com. Just click on contact me. I would love to partner up with you. I think this is a great program. We've been on the air for about seven years now and I think a lot of people have gotten a ray of sunshine and some faith and even a little fun from this program. So if you'd like to support us, please go to AngieAustinRadio.com. We would like to help you build your business or nonprofit as well. AngieAustinRadio.com and click on contact. I'd love to hear from you and I'd love to help you build your business. Thanks. Hey, Angie Austin here with the good news. So excited because John Rush and Dan Muir is here as well as the good news gals. We've got some of them. Monique's here and Michelle, Jennifer, and Cindy. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello, Angie. Oh, hi. 
So John and Dan, there uh, we work on uh, for the same company, and I do a show that's on their station KLZ, and I do the good news, of course, here on KLTT. Uh, but um, are you guys used to being around this many attractive women at one time? No, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> no, it was pretty quick answer. That's pretty funny. <laughs> no, we're used to each other, right? Just just him and I and Cassie and yeah. Charlie. That's it. That's and us. Charlie. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and you're bored up. Well, I want you guys to come in because a lot of people will hear us like say colleagues, "Oh, he's nice," or we get along with them. But we actually are friends, and we, we do support each other, and we do get along. Absolutely. And so um, I wanted uh, people to hear a little bit of your testimony because that's what we like to share on the good news. So, John, you were on if several years back because I was stunned to find out. I knew you were a Christian businessman and that you run a successful business outside of here. I love your wife. I know, uh, you know, you've got a lot of kids, but I didn't realize you'd lost a ton of weight mm-hmm. and kept it off. And it was life changing for you. Literally. Yeah. It, so before 2010, I didn't always weigh 305, but for many years prior to 2010, I weighed 305. And uh, finally, the Christmas of 2009, uh, my wife was, you know, you buy, buy, you know, you buy each other clothes, things like that for Christmas time. So I'm opening presents, and I'm looking at the X's on the clothing. And I'm like, you know, I just can't add another X. It's just getting to the point where even the ones she's buying are tight, and I don't want to add another X. So I basically, after Christmas was over, we had all the festivities done and so on. So the next day, I literally gave her all the items back. I said, okay, I'm not going to wear any of these. Take them all back. I'm going to take that money, and I'm going to go use it to lose weight. That's what I did. So I used most of 2010 to lose basically, you know, that weight. And How got, much? I'd already been down about 30 pounds. So I went from about 290 to 185, So one, from 305 down to 185. Correct. I weigh about 185 most of the time Sheesh. now. And it's funny too, because your wife's skinny. And I remember mm-hmm. last Christmas party, I said, was she always this skinny when you were 305? And yes. she was, wasn't she? Yes. Which is really an interesting Doesn't situation. Doesn't usually work that way. Yeah. Yeah, it's really okay. So, with that said, I think for me, Dan, uh, looking at John being a normal weight guy now and being so driven, we know how successful he is in his business and his life and his uh, radio Mm -hmm. that I can't even imagine him at that size. No, you'll see pictures of him back then and you go, that can't be the same guy. Not at all. He should just show you his Costco card. I mean, this is not, it's not, yeah, I mean, he's not. It's not the same guy. I mean, if I were the Costco person, I'd say, you're an imposter. There's right. no way this is you. Yeah, it's sure they don't look at the Costco yeah. card. But, so. John, okay, you, I'll never forget, I'll never forget, wow. You, it's not him, is it? John was near tears sitting here with me when he told me his testimony because you said you had to apologize to your kids and your wife. How yeah, many I did. kids? I did. I have, I have seven kids. My wife and I, we have a blended family. So, you know, when I decided to, you know, really get after it and lose weight, at that time, my youngest would have been, let's see, Richard would have been 16 because my yeah. youngest is 26. So you missed out on stuff. Yeah, I did. I mean, I missed out on some things that, you know... And I'll be honest with you, even at 305, I was still very, very active. I mean, I still hiked and did things and all of that. But you just don't do and don't feel the same way when you're 100 pounds overweight, period. You just don't. You just don't feel as you know, feel as good as I do now. And right. In fact, I have a hard time today even remembering what it felt like to weigh you know, that much. But, yeah, when I, when I got the weight off, I would say that, you know, that, that following Christmas, which is you know, all the weight was off by then, yeah, I actually sat down and, and called some of them and wrote some emails and did different things with each one of the kids and just said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I, you know, I didn't do that correctly. I don't want you to ever do the same thing I did. You need to stay in shape. You know, I apologize for, you know, being overweight all those years. I know I missed some time with each one of you in, in doing so and apologize to my lovely wife for, 
you know, actually putting up with me, you know, during all of that because, you know, you're not super attractive when you're 305, like, you know, like I am, I'm not that I'm super no, attractive now, now, but it's I different, call him you know. Superman yeah. with a tan. That's what he is. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. With a tan. <laughs> Whatever, thank you. So, so with that said, um, in, in your business, the success there, you take a lot of time on the radio as well. I do. And the radio is for fun, but also for both of you, faith is important. It and is. And your country of course is, it is important. Yeah, faith, faith, family, you know, well, you know, God and country, that's what KLZ really stands for, and, and, and we mean that. And yes, faith is huge in, in the business. That doesn't mean that everybody that works for me is a Christian. No, not. I mean, by and large, most are not. But we still run on, you know, Christian principles and morals and do the things that we know we need to do as a business to make sure that everything is done correctly. And you can have people working for you still believing in those same morals, whether you're, you know, whether they're Christians or not, they can still believe in the Christian principles that you have, much like, you know, Interstate Battery, that's a Christian-owned company, but every driver out running around selling batteries is not a Christian, but they believe in the morals that the company has set forth. So you can run a very successful Christian-like company and not require all of your people to be Christians. In fact, you know, and I'll, t- I'll just tell you straight up that I think that's wrong for a Christian company to feel like they need all Christians working for them because you're not really doing anything to help other people when you do that. That's a good point. Yeah, and in our show, Restoration, we really try to get the Christian message out there without being preachy at all. Right. And so, yeah, I've never been a preachy guy. That's not me. I'm not going to thump you over the head with the Bible because, yeah. frankly, I don't think that works. Even we don't that much here on the good news. No. I mean, all the ladies actually are Christians, that, um, and we talk about our faith pretty very openly. But I think our message is that we're women trying to raise families and get yep. have the same problems you do and get through yep. life and be the best represent, yep. represent, representatives of Christ as we can be. And that doesn't mean, and Dan, Dan will attest to this as well, I mean, am, am I perfect? <laughs> Far from it. Dan knows me as it's well as anyone. And, oh, huh, neither Dan. one of us are perfect. No, we're not perfect. Well, I know you're not, Dan. Yeah, I, I mean, know that. Yeah. You know, we, <laughs> we know each other well. Yeah, and yeah. if there's any fear that you know, I've always had, and I know Dan feels the same way, of being on air, you sort of get this pedestal you know, in a way. And, and, and I hate that because I don't want to be on a pedestal. I'm just as normal as everybody else out there is. I have the same normal struggles. I have the same issues that come up. I mean, I mean, I am as normal in that area as everybody else out there is. And I understand the struggles that everybody else goes through. Why? Because... I go through them too. Just because I'm at this level doesn't mean that I don't struggle with the same things everybody else does. So by no means am I, am I better or superior than anyone else out there listening. And is. we've talked about that this past week uh, a lot about that a lot of people are hurting out there in the world and that we don't know what people are up against and to react more like Jesus would, which is hard sometimes when you run into someone who's a jerk. Right. You know? Right. Oh, yeah. No, it's true. Not looking it, at you for any reason. No, you know, and, and you know, and Dan and I've had that conversation many times, even on our show, and and you know how we respond to those things and what we do, and you know what kind of a testimony do we have, and all of that shows a lot. Now, does that mean that I react the way I'm supposed to every single time? No, I'll, I'll be the first to tell you. You know, every single time a crisis comes up, you know, do we react to that? You know, properly? No, I'm human. I, I make mistakes just like anyone else. That's where grace, fortunately, comes into play, and and you know, thankful that it exists today. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. Literally, I would not be here without grace. If you're just joining us, uh, Dan and John uh, host Afternoon Rush, uh, uh, Rush to Reason on KLZ AM 560. And Dan, I have to say, I really admire, too, not only does John have his business that he runs and he coaches people when he's up. I used to interview him at like 5 o'clock in the morning because he'd already be up working. And then you guys work through the afternoon and the evening. And then you drive Uber weekends and nighttime. I mean, like you guys work a couple of jobs. You're working. We do. A lot of hours. Yeah, we do work a lot. Both of us do. And yeah. you're taking care of a family too. Yeah, taking care of a family. You know, I try to try to carve out a couple of days during the week 
you know, for the family. But otherwise, I'm pretty much up at, you know, four thirty, five o'clock driving. Then I get done. I don't know what, John, I'm sure pretty around two usually. Yeah, usually. Get ready for the radio show. Then after the radio show, I'll go out and drive again. And then get done around 10 o'clock at night and go do it all over again. I mean, I would would guess hours-wise. He does. And you get up at what time? 4.30. So you only sleep about six hours? Yeah, it's about about right. He's putting in more hours than I am, by the way. I mean, I work a lot of jobs, but Dan literally, as far as physical time goes, is putting in more hours than I do. You really, I, I mean, you. Well, that's how I can catch all of your shows, Angie. You know, I, I time it so that, you know, when you start at five, I'm right there. I'm glad they're taking my show live now, by the way. They just started taking it live again this awesome. week. Yeah, because I'm like, wait a second. I'm on live. Why don't she take the show live? So I was very excited that that is happening. So, that's really good. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. It's a great show, isn't it, my it's show? It's a lot of fun. I like it. <laughs> and, you know, one of, the things, one of the things Dan and I talk about a lot, too, with all the hours both of us work. Granted, Dan still has kids at home. I don't. My, you know, my youngest is, is grown. I have you grandkids. You grandkids, yeah. I have eight. What do I have? Eight, wow. 17. I don't know. I have a lot. Yeah, I have grandkids. four grandkids, and uh, yeah, and so between the two of us, you know, we talk about some of those things, and, and Dan has a little different situation because he's got kids at home that he needs to be home for. I don't, but you know, I think both of us understand even some of those, you know, people that are listening right now that try to figure out where is that balance? How do you get all of that done? Because you know, you got to feed the family, you still need to be there for the family, and take care of the family, and and yet provide for them, and. And, and men and women both. It's on both sides now because a lot of us work, you know, in, in a lot of cases, especially in this, in this market that we're in, it takes dual incomes to make things work in the particular area that we live in. And, and it's hard. It's a hard balancing act to keep all of that going and yet still raise a family at the same time. This productive yeah. and, and yeah. will grow up to be great, you know, Christian and, and citizens of the United States. It's interesting because everyone in this room, we all work. Michelle, you're a single mom and you work in real estate. Mm -hmm. And then actually, Monique, you've started working again because her husband was in the NFL for years, so they traveled. And then she started her own company and wrote a book recently. Cindy, you've been... Uh, traveled the world, work as a nurse, and you are uh, you could retire, but you're so used to working. You've I love kept to working, work. yeah. And I think that it gave bit, you an independence over the years, you know. And Jen, when your husband got ALS almost 20 years ago now, you uh, gained some independence and started working and have become quite successful over the last couple of decades. And he's still alive. Yeah, you have to recreate, 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 right? Isn't it interesting the bumps in the road that yes. come? And I left TV and wanted to start in radio. And had the opportunity to go back to TV. And my, I remember my husband saying how crazy it was because CBS had given me a job offer. And he worked there at the time. And he's like, why are you going to start your own show and make nothing when you could make a really good money, you know, salary at CBS? And I'm like, well, I want to do something that's positive, that makes a difference, that, you know, the good news, like people want to hear. And right. I feel like a lot of people don't get taken to church maybe by their families, but they're driving down the road or sitting at their house having a cup of coffee or in front of the Internet at work. And they might click on the good news and hear about hope hope and faith and people just like us with the you know struggles of every day that we're not different or special but that God gives us that uh, hope in our hearts that foundation in our lives in order to get through difficult situations. Yep. Amen. That's Absolutely. Right. Amen. Yep. Dan, uh, this is going to come out of the blue but you shared a story with me once that I was sharing with the ladies that just I think really gives um I don't know. I think we think doctors are gods, and I'll never... I know your son. He's the same age as my son. He's been to the house. He's cute as a button, Mikey, and I know that he's like just the... He's the baby, so, you know, he gets tons of extra love from your wife, you know, because he's the last one at home. Oh, yeah. But they had told you that he was not going to make it. He was not alive and to schedule a DNC and that, you know, the baby was dead. That is correct. Yep. And uh, so then, then, you know, I don't know much about this kind of stuff, but Carla was saying the baby should have passed by now. 
So, you know, miscarriage because it, it was dead, right? So then, uh, so we went back to the doctor, saw the doctor, and the uh, doctor said, well, let's just, uh, let's get a, a, a ultrasound done and to confirm the demise of the fetus. So he's talking really nice to us, right? Mm-hmm. So, so we go in there. She does her whole thing, the ultrasound tech, and the ultrasound tech starts crying. And we go, why are you crying? And she says, because the babies are there alive and well. Mm. Just in there kicking and spinning and all that kind of stuff. And this is due to, a, you know, we believe it's due to a lot of prayer and a lot of things that our family was doing. And um, because, boy, all the counts, none, all the counts said he, the, he was dead mm. and he was not alive. Mm. And, you know, uh, and so we, we attribute this to God and, and we're just so thankful that we, that we have Mikey today. Well, and he's 13 now. And I do believe in miracles. And Monique, who's also a Christian, I know her daughter. She goes to school with my daughter. And she said, Angie, the same thing happened to me. They wow. the, the doctor when I scheduled, same age as Mikey by the way almost wow. scheduled yeah. my appointment. I went in. The doctor said I would miscarry. You know the baby would pass out. I went out when he sat in my car and cried. And Brave. you know I didn't get my cycle, so I called the doctor back. You know hey I hadn't got my cycle. He was like come back in. My baby was doing fine. We found a heartbeat and Amen. and I Amen. got ready yeah. to deliver her. Um, she didn't want to come. Went in for uh, emergency cesarean. We both almost died that time. And when they took her out, I was just like, get my baby out safe. And they got her out, and I said, thank you, Jesus. The doctor looks over at me and said, you're welcome, wrong name. <laughs> and she uh, said, I, wa- no. and she said well, I was not right. talking to you. <laughs> Exactly. I was not talking to you. She no. said, "Thank yeah. you, Jesus." Good. I just, I just hope. I wanted, uh, you know, Dan and John to come on because you know they're busy as can be. You know, I scheduled them like a month ago, but we are friends and we are colleagues. We are Christians. We support each other. They're really great guys, and so uh, I want you to listen to their show. But I also really appreciate that in their busy schedules and with my busy life as well and everything I have going on. We just hope that when you listen to our programs here on Crawford that you get a sense of hope that you know you're not alone Amen. that you don't have to feel you're you know in a dark place by yourself that there are people out there struggling just like you with the same problems and you hear a lot of testimonies on our show and we want you to have hope and we a- want absolutely. you to know that, yep. that God is there yep. and that yes. he loves yes. you and that there is hope and if yes. you've never walked through the doors of a church that there is one that will welcome you we will welcome you you can call here you can yes. talk to the front desk you can get in touch with us you can go to angieaustinradio.com you can get in touch with the guys how do they reach you yeah find Dan? us at com, and uh, you can find all of our facebook social media everything there you can email us yep. dan or john at com, and and we'd love to hear from you. Yes. Does it give you a sense of famil- fulfillment? Because why do you do this? I know, John, you, you don't need to do this for the money. You don't mm-hmm. do the radio for the money. No. I enjoy it. It's yeah, fun. he just w- doesn't know what to do without me. And so yeah, I love Dan. So therefore, we have to do well, this I mean, together. Uh, for a lot of the same reasons you've talked about even here just, just through this you know, through this program, uh, you know, helping people, being able to get the word out, helping our country, you know, promoting the things that really matter, getting getting the correct news out as much as we can, and, and have fun at the same time. So, you know, we're in the evening drive, so we try to get— as much information out as we can, yet make it fun as people are driving home, knowing it's the end of the day, 
And, and I, I just enjoy doing it. It's a lot of fun. I don't know if there are a lot of Christian men on the radio. Not too many, I don't think. I don't think so. I mean, that aren't preachers. Right. Yeah, and right. the other thing I found with the good news, good news, gals, you can back me up on this. I feel like as Christians, we've got plenty of radio out there, and they speak Christian speak to people, right? Yeah, so we you're don't not do a, that. So if you're not a Christian and you turn on Christian radio, someone's going to preach at you. Yeah. But I feel like there aren't a lot of real people like us. That's right. Yeah, we actually caught ourselves starting to do that. And, and we backed it right off because most of our audience is secular, and we want them to get that message, but we want to bring it out to them in, a, in a terms in which they can understand it. Right. Because a lot of people don't understand Christianese. I, I didn't grow up Christian, and so when people are like, oh, remember, you know this story, you know that story, and it wasn't until our son was a little guy at, um, doing Bible blasts that I learned all these stories. Well, that's interesting. Yes, and so, uh, you know, I really, really try hard not to say, well, you know, you know, because there are a lot of people that don't know. That's I right. was not raised that way. That's right. And, and a lot of times in church, I feel lesser than because I wasn't raised Christian. I didn't have this big, and I'm like, no, I'm like, God put me here in my time and where I'm at in my walk for a reason, because maybe I can help somebody else along that wasn't raised Christian mm -hmm. and say, okay, now I can. Well, for people who weren't raised Christian, I'm afraid that when they get in a dark place, they don't know there's hope. Yes. And I think a lot of people are hurting. And Cindy and I had talked this week about our friend Tom who took his own life and how much I admired that her wife, his wife said that he, you know, killed that on his obit, it said took his own life, you know, with, a gun, died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound because we normally sugarcoat that stuff and don't talk mm -hmm. about people who are hurting or mm -hmm. say how they ended their lives. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like if people haven't, don't know about God, don't know about Jesus, don't know about the hope and faith that's offered that, you know, through our programs, they're going to hear about real life situations, issues, and hopefully some good news as well, and know that there is hope and that we may be the only ones that let them know that it's out there. Mm -hmm. Good point. Mm -hmm. Well said. Great point. Oh, I make so many of them, Dan. She she does. <laughs> She's amazing. She's Dan. Austin. <laughs> you make me laugh. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so how do we Over find you. your show? Once again, RushToReason.com, and we're on KLZ 560, and uh, every weekday afternoon from 3 to 7. I'm on their station as well, 5 a.m. and also 11 a.m. on AM uh, 560. And I do my own program with my co-host, co Mike Opalka, who is quite entertaining and very knowledgeable. Don't you think Mike's he is, smart? He I like Mike. Yep. Yeah, he's really smart. He's funny, too. And when he does his Bill Clinton imitation or if he does Bernie Sanders, I cannot stop laughing because he sounds so much like Bernie Sanders. It makes me giggle. I don't know why. I just can't stop giggling. He like does all, a good Bernie Sanders. He does Sanders. also yes, Arnold yes. Schwarzenegger. Yes, yes, yeah, he, does. He, he Yeah, so wow. I'll, I'll just, yeah, I'll just bring up different people just to make him speak like that because it makes me giggle. And, of course, the good news, you can always find our broadcasts on AngieAustinRadio.com. And uh, I just really appreciate you guys. I appreciate your support. Thank John you. and Dan, you've always been really supportive Thank of me you. and Likewise. me getting yes. my show over there on KLZ. And so really appreciate you guys. So if you have any questions, if you want to advertise with Dan, if you want to advertise with John, they're in drive time or me, AngieAustinRadio.com. And the good news gals, if you want to get in touch with any of them, you hear them on my program every day. Again, AngieAustinRadio.com. Thank you guys. We'll be right back.
All right, Angie Austin here along with Adam. Adam is an ambassador with ARC, and when you shop at ARC, it helps the ambassadors. They help people in our community. Every dollar you spend helps, and everything you donate helps. ARC is a tremendous benefit to people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Now, there's a Saturday sale. Most items half off. If I'm a senior, 55 and over, on Tuesdays, most items are half off. How do we find out about that? ARCthrift.org. How about if I want to donate? Where do I donate? 303-238-JANE. You call them and they'll pick up whatever you need. Furniture, small, big. Medium. Uh, yep, absolutely. Uh, a small, big, medium. Yes, they'll ma'am. bring the truck right on over. What's yes, the ma'am. number? 303-238-JANE. Yeah, they bring a truck right to your house. 303-238-JANE. Yes, 303-238-JANE. ARCthrift.org. Does uh, ARC make you feel special? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I thought so. The ARC special. ARCthrift.org. As are you, ma'am. As are you. Thank you. Do you love working for ARC? I love ARC. Angie Austin here. The good news is, I was just telling my girlfriend, it's so fun. YMCA of the Rockies, we go several times a year. Lisa Newjar is on the line. And Lisa, I was just trying to explain to a couple of my girlfriends all the fun things. It's like a family camp, really. It's like a kid's camp, but the parents get to do things, too. And you have some new things up at your two locations. There's Snow Mountain Ranch, which is up near Granby. And then there's the YMCA of the Rockies, the Estes Park location, which is, of course, right outside Estes Park. Welcome. So tell us about some of the things you can do and the new things you have up at the YMCA, the Rockies. Yeah, sure. Um, so, we, you, like you said, we have our two locations, and at each location we have both cabins and the lodge rooms where people can stay. At Snow Mountain Ranch, you would also have the choice to stay in a yurt or bring a trailer in camp or a tent in camp. And then once you're there, there's so much to do at both centers. So at Essence Park Center, um, we have... We're surrounded on three sides by the Rocky Mountain National Park, and so there's hiking into the park. And we're really excited because this year we just opened our new mountain center, and the mountain center is kind of the stepping-off point for all of your adventure activities. So we have guided hikes that take off out of there. We have a uh, two-story indoor climbing wall, which we're really excited about because we'll be able to use it when the weather's good or when the weather's bad. There's a bouldering wall there that's where you'll rent uh, bikes or sign up for a fishing trip. And it's just a really beautiful facility with some educational exhibits and um, gorgeous views and just a really nice new place for our guests to gather and decide what they're going to do for the day. And then over at Snow Mountain Ranch, um, what's new over there this year is our Spruce Saddle Adventure Zone, which is a really unique kind of playground. It actually opened last fall at the end of the season, so guests didn't get to use it too much last summer, but it's got a climbing wall there. It has a little mini zip line. It has a slack line and a pendulum swing, so it's a really great place for even the littlest adventurers Ooh. to get started and come and play with their families. You so, also have um, the summer sledding where you sled right, on so, tubes in the summer, which is so cool. Right. So Spruce Saddle is right next to the summer tubing hill, so um, you can just head right over there, and that's just a big, long hill where you grab a tube just like you would in the winter and um, jump on and slide down the tubing hill, and then there's a magic carpet that brings you up and it's a really fun and exhilarating thing to get to do in the summertime. 
and there's places to eat there, so you can go to the cafeteria. Now, with the guided hikes, it's cool because you can pick one that fits the um, level of your children. And last time we went, uh, like an older dude was leading us, and I'm like, yeah, right, like this retired dude's really going to take us on a challenging hike. And he totally did. I was like, whoa, like I want to be you when I'm a senior. You're so cool. And then I also really like the craft room. We almost always go, and then you can kind of divide up, and, you know, there's something for the little kids and the older kids, and we make jewelry and necklaces, bracelets. We paint things. You can um, put things in the kiln if you do, if you paint like a coffee cup, for instance. So we have all kinds of things at home, which are mementos from all of our trips over the years. I died. Yes. Uh, Lisa, this is Jennifer, and I've been up with Angie. We've been up several times with our family, and... Oh, my gosh. Do you still have the roller skating rink? We do. Both of us have roller skating rinks at um, uh, Estes Park. It's in the Longhouse Building, and... Yeah, yeah, that's a really fun way to spend an afternoon is on the roller skating rink. Mm-hmm. And the coolest thing, too, is that Jennifer's husband, he has Lou Gehrig's disease. So she's come up with me many times. And that if you have, you know, family members like my mom and her husband who are differently abled, per se, that you do have rooms that are specific to those family members so that they can get around as well. So it really does become like an activity for the whole family. Like if the kids go rock climbing, I go rock climbing. If the kids are roller skating, I mean, the grandparents come and watch, you know, so the if they're swimming, the grandparents can sit in the little stands or on the benches, and I get in with them. So really, the whole family can be at almost every activity. And by the way, I think I told you last time, those boys, those teenage boys, were so surprised at how good I am at dodgeball that the old lady, (laughs) I can really whip a ball at them. She can. Watch out. All right, Lise, where do we go for info? You can visit ymcarockies.org or snowmountainranch.org. Excellent. And all the information is there. And by the way, there are really wonderful young people who spend their summers there and other times of the year. And the young people are like the highlight for me, the college kids or gap year kids that are there at the Y, who oftentimes went there when they were kids, and then they guide your children. It's a really beautiful thing. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at angieaustinradio.com.